Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, I am going to just go ahead and turn the program over to Minister Sheila so that she could pray for us and I'll do whatever the Lord has called her to do because this word that the Lord has given me this morning, mm, 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 mm. wow, Minister Sheila, let the Lord have his way. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. just want to say thank the Lord for blessing us for another day, another day that he didn't have to give us, but he did, but I thank the Lord for all the ones he gave life to and to bless the ones of the one families that might have lost a loved one between the days that we have had since the last Sunday service. God, I give honor to you for possibly let Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor Troy Thomas, Minister Brandon Kaiser, Dr. Serena Wright, Reverend Lawrence Seabury, Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright, Minister Margo McCoy, and to all the family leaders of Christ in this family and to all the leaders that God has blessed. I give honor to my sisters, my brothers, my sons, my daughters, my nieces, nephews, my cousins, granddaughters, grandsons, my bloodline family, and also my spiritual family. Oh, Lord, I thank you, and I thank you for now, because if it wasn't for you, we would not be here as of now. I thank you for every split second, every second you give me your life, because I know it's only a blessing, a miracle that I we are still here. I ask the Lord the best of government to lead us the right way to lead all the people and to help this crisis financially, the economics, the virus, the wars, the hatred, the ugliness that is going on through this through this world to bring more love and grace and mercy on this world because we need it, Lord. We need you more and more each day, God. I ask you to bless us all because it's going through a crisis that is hurting more people than one than helping. And the government need to understand that the way they are throwing things onto this earth, people, is hurting more than helping. But God, I know within your hands, within your guidelines, that you gonna that you help us. I know we can only you will let us only bear much as we can stand, because we know you will put your hand in it to remove all the hurt and pain. We just have to keep our faith, our hope, and our love and our trust into you, God. No matter what we're going through, this hardship that you can bless us and bring us through. And to bless this police force, to let them know we are here to serve all of the people, not some of the people. No matter what your sex is, your creed, your race, your religion, man, woman, 
No matter, we are all here, but Lord, I come to you and I ask you to bless these young men and women that's out here encouraging and indulging and increasing this war on each other. Lord, we need your help to bless us all to let us know that we are not our judge, we are not the deliverers, we are not the ruler, we are not our executioner. We need to stop eliminating each other. Lord, we need to ask you, uh, ask you, pray and honor you and ask you to remove all these guns and ugliness and hatred and prejudice and all these situations that these young people are going through in their state of mind to just figure because I don't like you, I don't like the way you look, I don't like what you said, to pull up a gun and just shoot anyone and shoot at some but hit the innocent. But Lord, I know we need you to guard their hands, these guns, these bullets and let them put them down. Lord, we need your help to bless us just that they have started already. We can imagine when they get warm that it's not safe for us to even walk out the door. not safe for us to even sit in our house because these demon devils just ain't got the control where they can just figure they can just mistreat people, take their lives at no reason at all, just take them. But God, we need your help because too many of your people is getting caught up in this cross, crossfire because the demon and the devils know they can't break our faith above our hearts. So they send a messengers to take out and to take down your people. But, Lord, I know you can block that knife. You can block that bullet. You can block that ugliness. But, Lord, we just need you more and more because we need you to guide us and to guard us and protect us. Oh, God, we need you. And we need you more and more to release evilness that's approaching us, to protect and guard this evilness that is trying to withhold our faith and love and trust in you, oh God, we know you got us on whichever way we go. We just need to take our finance, our health, our strength, our protection and put it into your hands and don't stop trusting or believing because we know you have what's best for us. Whichever way it is to go, we know you have the better and the best way for us. But Lord, I thank you and I thank you. And no matter what, for what we can do and we can't do, we must not forever give up our faith, our hope, our love and trust in God our Father and the Son, Christ Lord Jesus, because they are the Word. They is the leaders. They are the light. They is the blessing. They are the way to lead us into no matter what it is. Put it in God's hands. You might get upset because they don't come tomorrow. He's always on time. He knows when to deliver you. He waited on you, so you wait on him. Because no matter what it is, God will bless you. In the nick of time, he's always on time. He will show up and show out at the right time. Your time is not always God's time, but God's time is always the best. But, Lord, we need you, and we need you, and we need you. And, Lord, I thank you for these blessings that you have put on my life. 
I know without you it would not have been, it would not have came, but God, I know there's no one but you. You have blessed me each and every day I woke up, I wake up. You have blessed us more than we realize. No matter if you want a size 10, but he might bless you, but you can get in that size 9. He can open the door when so many is closed. As I heard on the radio, one door slammed it. One person slammed the door in my face, but I walked down the hall, and oh, my goodness, how many did he open? But yet he pointed me to the best one. But, Lord, I thank you, and I thank you because you have blessed me with life like no other could, no matter what it is. The devil will convince you he can make it better, but all he's going to do is show you a dim light when God has the bright light. And when you choose the devil, you're going to be in more darkness, ugliness, hatred, and ugly that you can never imagine. But God can always bring you out. He can always set you free no matter what it is. Don't let the devil convince you. Temptation is rough. Temptation is hard. But it's so easy when God and Jesus, you have them on your side. So put your heart, your mind, your soul into the love and the blessing and the life of God the Father and the Jesus, the Son, Christ Lord Jesus, the Father, the one that gives us life, the true Father. And you shall see through the Father and Son, your life will be brighter than the sun because the devil will take you darker than the night. I give honor to all that is listening, and I thank God for all that is, and I ask that each and every Sunday morning that you listen to Let's Talk with Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser from 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Mondays, a blog talk and Facebook. Iron Sharpman Iron. Um uh, Minister Sylvia Kaiser. Um I'm seeing um is heading the program and I believe this Monday night is the fourth Monday night. I believe it's Mother Tony Montgomery. If I have it wrong, I do stand for corrections which is at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Friday, uh, which is Let's Talk, from 9 p.m. Central Standard Time to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is Blog Talk and also Facebook. I believe this is the first Friday of the month, it should be a new month of April, and I believe that is uh, Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright of Prophet Antoine Town Thomas, and I'm sorry for any misquotes, and I also want to say, Lord, forgive me, but bless also Mother Missionary Evangelist Tony Montgomery and Linda Handy, and to all the ones that I didn't mention and the ones I don't know. But I know through Christ you are all blessed. And I just ask to all to remember.
God, the Father, and the Son is the way. You might have hardship today, but as God take you on, it will fade away. It will go to pass and will bring a better and brighter day. And to remember our foundation of Scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all shall be added unto you. And to remember as what I said, his righteousness, and all will be added unto you. Just don't know what the Father and Son has in store for you. But you just don't know how high and mighty he can make you, no matter how low you feel. God will always bring you up biggest life you could ever imagine. I'm going to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Back to you, Apostle Lex. Amen. Thank you, Minister Sheila. I need thee. Oh, Lord, I need thee. Every, every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. Well, this morning, I need you to take a selah right now, because I need you to be ready, be ready, be ready, because God is allowing me to talk about those things those elephants in the room that many stray away from, ignore, or just don't address. So put on your thick skin and your big girl or big boy underwear or depends, or best of all, put on that whole armor of God so that you will be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church and each of us individually and corporately. Sila. Well, we will be talking about a number of subjects and we will also be sharing a few scriptures. I want you to think back on some of the things that you expected from people, but you never told the person that you expected it, but you just expected them to know. Now, I also think about any discrimination that you may have encountered or been a part of during your lifetime. And have you ever seen something wrong? Did you expose it? Or did you just allow it to still be something that they thought was hidden? Because you wanted to be liked? or because you feared what the other person might do or say to you or even someone else. Lastly, how much discrimination have you personally endured or ignored just because you were taught to ignore it, to accept it, to allow it, even if it wasn't right, it wasn't equitable, 
It wasn't fair, not by God's standards. How many times have you heard someone say, don't look them in their eyes? It's always been that way. Oh, you know how powerful they are. No, it's not a written rule or law, but we don't challenge them or it. What about how you know how they are? Now, you better keep your head down. You don't want to bring attention to yourself. They might hear you. Yes, but that's a hush subject around here. We don't talk about that. Well, what's good for the goose may not be good for the gander, but oh well. Uh, Why do you want to start some trouble? They have never allowed us or let us do that. What about when they say, I don't want no trouble. Please exclude me. I need my job. I need my blah, blah, blah. What about when they say, I don't care. I'm going to brown nose, sabotage, or do whatever I got to do, even if it hurts or slanders someone because I'm going to get this promotion. What about when they say, you better learn how to act like it's okay? What about when they say, I didn't say it was fair or equitable. I just said that's how it is around here. And if you don't like it, just too bad. What about when you heard them say, well, I'm just not going to or I'm going to do whatever because, see, they're not like us. They don't look like us. What about when they say, yes, they're more than qualified. But I already told you, we already had a black or a certain gender person as the president or the first lady or the CEO or the coup or the CIO or the CFO. I'm not going to support them just because they aren't this and they aren't that and so much more. Well, you all may know where I'm going with some of this, but um, not all of it. So on this week, I saw the picture of Judge um, Brown Jackson's daughter looking at her mother in admiration and pride. And I thought to myself, what an awesome privilege that is if my, uh, if, if the Lord allows me to tell if my twins, that my son and uh, his daughter-in-law, I mean, my daughter-in-law, Michaela, were to look at me and say, hmm, I didn't know Nana went through all of that. I didn't know Auntie Nene went through all of that. I didn't know that uh, Auntie Sheila went through all of that. I didn't know that Auntie Margo, I mean, Cousin Margo, who they would probably call you auntie just out of respect, went through all of that. I didn't know that Pastor Choi, Prophet Angela, Dr. Wright went through all of that. Well, when I saw that, I said, I apologize. I almost forgot to thank the person that took and shared that photo. And I said bluff up front. Bluff in the government means bottom line up front. We use lots of acronyms. I said, I am sending this thank you spiritually to my family, 
but it's directed to Mamie. Mamie, I know that you and Emmett are with God. I know we haven't had judgment day yet, but this was just getting to the point. But look what's your trial for him and all the other martyrs brought and bought us. Thank you, Father God, for every civil rights movement we have had to endure and all that we as women of color still endure. It says ensure, but it should have said endure. Now, one of the things I also said was help us to know that micro inequalities, microaggression, systematic and institutional prejudice is still real for even the well-educated. I just added well, if not more. Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, I salute you and your family, for real, for your poise, like it depends, talking about underwear, uh, and grace in front of the micro-inequalities against women of color and so much more. See, I watch the secretaries of the uh, government entity that I um, work for. I watched them and how they interviewed some of them. It wasn't with the anger and the disrespect that I've seen towards Judge Brown Jackson. It wasn't as demeaning and disrespectful and done in a way to dishonor her education status with some of them who were drilling her are not as even as educated as she is. Um, Some of them, it was just outright disrespectful, but I don't know if it's allowed, but I didn't hear nobody tell them to stop. And then I posted something about the unspoken restaurant language. Like you have your fork and your knife on one side, that means to start it. If you put them in a triangle um, without having the bottom part, that means pause. And then if you take the fork and and put it going up vertically and the uh, knife going uh, horizontally, it means next dish. Now, if you put the fork above the knife on the plate, that means the food was excellent. Now, if you take the fork, just like I was talking about before, and put it in a triangle without the bottom part being there, and you take the knife and you put it within the teeth, that means you're telling them you didn't like the meal. Now, if you take the knife and the fork and you put it straight up and down with the um, fork on the left and the knife on the right, that means you're finished. So it's unspoken language in the restaurant that tells them, what you thought without, you know, what a lot of people do when they're loud talking and doing all types of things. You don't have to do this, but can any of you chime in and share some of the unspoken rules or languages that you've learned over the years, whether it's in your family, whether it's on the job, whether it's in the classroom, whatever. Are there any unspoken rules that it may not be written, but it is a rule. I'll take time now and pause to see if anyone wants to share. 
Okay. Proverbs 27 and 5, Amplified Version says, Better is an open reprimand of loving correction than love that is hidden. But Proverbs in the international in the international standard version says an open rebuke is better than unspoken love. I want to share a few unspoken rules and expectations. When you go in for an interview, it's expected no matter how bad that organization, your coworkers, your boss, or anything was or how difficult it was during that interview, you don't talk about it. It's also expected that when you go in for an interview and they ask you where you want to be in the next five years, you don't tell them, I want to have your job. Or you don't tell them, oh, I'm just here because this is just a stepping stone. Something else. This has nothing to do with chivalry, but it's just socialization skills. Chivalry is not old-fashioned and it's not dead. So let's not kill it. Let's allow people to open the doors for us. Let's allow people to close the doors for us. Let's accept that. It's a type of honor and respect. What about when you're at work? You know, there are some jobs, even though they don't want to pay you, they expect you to work long hours. Mm-hmm. They expect you to put in some face time with the leadership, you know, that brown nose and <clears throat> telling on people, all of that stuff. Some places expect that. And some places expect you to willingly. I talked about working the long hours, but they expect you to do it willingly. They expect that whenever they ask you to work overtime, you do it. Or even if it's not overtime, that if something needs to be done, they expect you to stay there. Now, what about in the family, the close friends, those friends that are like a sister or a brother? You never talk bad about a person's spouse or their children, you just listen. Ooh, Lord have mercy, help us out. I'm here to tell you I've had to learn that in many times the wrong way, the long way, mm, but what a lesson it's been. Never date them. Never get intimate with a family member's um, significant other, their previous boyfriend or girlfriend, and definitely not their current one. Mm, my God. Be grateful that you have a spouse. Many people are settling for being a side piece, a half piece, a corner piece, a dime or nickel piece, a quarter piece, a one of a piece, an old piece, a want to be married again, uh, or, or ever piece, or anybody's piece. You just don't know how lucky you are. Well, some of us single people don't want to be a piece at all. But anyway, let's keep it going. Other expectations. And the reason that I talked about all those pieces was because the main thing was that we never do things to hurt a family member or a cousin dealing with their significant other or to be dating someone that you were dating and or even in a relationship with or married to. That was the gist of all of that. So we're to stay away from conversations that are uncomfortable topics. The one today, it could be an uncomfortable topic for me, but it's not because God already let me know he's going to have me talking about different things 
and that he that have an ear will hear what God is saying. And I said, God, but there's so many things in here. There's so many nuggets. And he said, that's okay. They'll hear what I've assigned to them. So you will understand your assignment, my God. Do you also know that we shouldn't demean our loved ones, even if it's factual or true? Whether it's factual or true, don't do it. But we should pray for them. We should tell God about it. And we might get a surprise doing that prayer God may tell us that we're the common denominator. God may tell us that we're the problem. And God may tell us to mind our own business and allow him to fix it. Mm. Blame shifting in the family with friends on the job. Sometimes you may not understand why people keep lying on you. But remember, some of us heard the message that Apostle Sandra Thomas preached many, many, many years ago. Many times she taught it. And it was called, Lay the Blame on Me. Because she was trying to teach us that it's not always that you're at fault or even that you're um, the one that they're falsely blaming. But sometimes you have to take the high road and deny them the ability to get the satisfaction that they've pushed your button. Because, see, we can't ignore it. We can't ignore the fact that it happened. We can't deny that it happened because then it'll fester and it'll build like like that bucket that has drops of water filling in it or that balloon that has drops of water filling in it. Sooner or later, the balloon, if it's tied or uh, has no way to disperse what's going on on the inside of it, will burst or that bucket will overflow or explode or worse. What about if the person just wants to walk away to avoid dealing with it? That's different than walking away to cool down so that you can come back and talk about it later. See, sometimes we want to hide problems and put them under the rug. We want to hide the truth or pretend that something isn't affecting us or someone else or that it never happened. But the Word of God tells us to take your problems to the person. That doesn't work. You take it to an elder. And then you take it to the church. So we have mechanisms for handling things in the church and outside of the church, like Apostle Sandra Thomas told me one time uh, when a young lady had um, attacked me at the church. She says the law is for the lawless. When that person decided to put their hands on you, they were for the lawless. Although you may have won the fight, the problem is, is that they put their hands on you. And I said, yes, ma'am. And I did what she advised me to do. Now, here are some rules that many leaders want the congregation to follow, but they may not follow themselves, but sometimes they do. We have to avoid having an unteachable spirit. We have to avoid being self-righteous. We have to avoid being a know-it-all. We have to avoid walking in pride and vanity, but we have to be nice. 
We have to hold our peace and know when to hold our peace. We have to remain humble and have a contrite heart. We have to know that it's expected by God that we will spend time with him. Our leaders expect it too, at least some of them. They have to worship and pray and meditate on God's word day and night. They expect us to have personal devotional time that we talk to God and that we listen to God and his Holy Spirit. They expect us to be attentive to the manifestation of the very presence of God in our daily lives, in every aspect of our lives, not just when we go to church. They expect for us to do the things that God has called us to do in the church and in the ministry that he's given us. They expect us to build a discipline and a type of cadence that says, God, I'm going to not only pray earnestly, I'm not going to just pray fervently, but God, I'm going to try to make sure that I keep you on my mind every day, all day long, whether it's about personal things or private things, or whether it's time that I'm spending with you to pray for another. God, I will not forsake the fellowship of the saints because sometimes the fellowship of the saints is more than just on your job uh, when you have the prayer meetings on the job or in the church when you have the church event. How many of you and us spend time at the church event and then volunteer to help out afterwards? How many of us give generously, not just money, but time? sharing our talents. How many of us do they have to beg us to do or to give instead of following the unctioning of God that tells us to be charitable and charitable in our giving of our time and our talents, not just our money, not always about money. Some people only have 10 cents, but they give so much of their time. They share so many of their talents. How many of you remember that we're supposed to abstain from all appearances of evil? Lately, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about um, people in the church getting involved in various relationships. A lot of people right now are talking about the apostle that's a senior citizen that just married the 19-year-old girl who he's been in her life as a counselor and so many things all this time. So they're uh, classifying him as a predator. Lots of people are talking about how at some churches, if you're a male or a female, you can't counsel the opposite sex behind a closed door. Some people are talking about how riding uh, with someone in a car that's not your spouse is not acceptable. Some people are talking about how, If you're going to be involved in some type of gathering, you don't want to be the only one of the opposite sex there. So there's many things that people are asking us to abstain from, but I would say use the wisdom of God because there's people of the same sex that's doing stuff, but that's a whole other message. Even in the church, we expect, that people will be involved in the functions and that they'll serve. But how many of you know that there's leaders that have people paying for their dry cleaning, uh, bringing them food, bringing them all of this stuff, and it's if you're doing it unto God because God has told you to do it, that's one thing. 
But how many of you know that some leaders are expecting their people to serve them? Not them serve them. See, as a leader, we are to serve as well. It's not everybody's around here to serve us. My God. The word talks about servitude. And when I look at the life of Jesus, he was my savior. He was a servant. He healed. He did so much. He's my example of a leader. There's some unspoken language that the Bible talks about. Let's talk about Romans 8 and 26, our victory in Christ. And this is the Amplified Version. It says, in the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should. But the Spirit himself knows our need and at that and at that right time intercedes on our behalf with signs and groanings too deep for words. Mm. Sighs, my God. And groaning deep for words. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now the Holman Christian Standard Bible version says, in the same way the Spirit also joins to help in our weakness because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. My God, I am so grateful for the Holy Spirit that prays through me and for me And for Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for each and every one of us. Well, I want to talk about a a few more things and areas that I have not always asked God to take care of for me. But it was like an unspoken request. So let me brag on him. I want to brag on some of the things that he's done and he's doing. And he's done it for you, you, and you. He's done it for the people in the east and the west and the north and the south, all over the world. You know, he woke us up this morning. Mm. And you know what? He woke me up, and I was sleeping in a comfortable bed. I was breathing some clean air here in America, and I'm not in the combat zone. I'm not in a crime-ridden neighborhood. I got curtains and blinds up on my windows. I got two places that I live here and in the D.C. area. I got a roof over my head in two major cities and states. Oh, my God. I have running water. That running water is hot and it's cold. I have the ability to have this water in my house. Now, I'm not out in the field. I'm not outdoors doing a PTA bath. God has blessed me with the technology to be able to be able to do this broadcast this morning. He's given me electricity. He's given me gas because I have a dual stove. So um, he's given me that. He's given me equipment, appliances. He's given me a job. And on that job, I know that I'm there until the uh, he releases me. But once I fulfill the destiny and the purpose and the mission that he sent me for, guess what, y'all? I'm retiring. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And although people of color and women, we've dealt with many and 
inequalities, micro inequalities, manipulations, controlling narcissistic people, microaggressions that were intentional and unintentional, uh, people that had us in hostile uh, environments and being derogatory and dismissive of who we are, just like what the judge is going through during her, uh, you know, congressional hearing. But see, some of that stuff was a verbal that was trying to stigmatize her or be hurtful. Some of that stuff was uh, behavioral because the the people that were asking the question were basically dismissing and demeaning and ignoring what she had already done. You know, some of it was based off of environmental discrimination, based off of systemic and institutional racism and sexism. Some of it was those type of micro assaults that discriminate or intentionally say things to make you think, oh, I was just joking or, or I was just kidding. See, those micro insults that people will give and say to you when they're trying to discriminate against you, like we saw them doing with the judge, like we saw them doing during the trial that Mamie was a part of on television. Some of us have no idea, I know I don't, what she had to endure, what uh, our cousin Moses had to endure, what all of our relatives had to endure even before the civil rights. Our parents were born in the 1920s and before then. Oh, my God, what type of things were they dealing with that would uh, invalidate them? What type of things were they experiencing that was causing them to, uh, although they weren't in slavery, there were some that was in slavery, but the ones that no, were no longer in slavery, they had freedom of choice, but they didn't because they couldn't vote. They couldn't go through the same door as somebody else. They couldn't drink from the same mountain, uh, fountain. They couldn't drink uh, the same uh, uh, drinks that somebody else drinks. You're sitting at the counter. You couldn't even sit at the counter. My God, that's a whole nother message. Imagine the drink that they gave one race versus the drink that they gave another. That is a whole nother message. There were people that were put in confinement camps. Not just slavery, but confinement camps. God gave us the ability to have freedom of choice for what we do have, even with the systematic and the institutionalized racism and microaggressions that we deal with. We're able to move our limbs. He woke us up this morning. We're able to run, walk, dance, brush our teeth, put on our wigs, comb our hair. We can see. We can hear. We can touch. We can smell. We can taste. We can chew. We know what we're eating. It's not. We're not being fed through our tube uh, or a gastric tube. or We're not breathing through uh, 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 intubation. Mm, my God. We can wear our clothes, clean clothes. And if we have dirty clothes, we have the ability to put them in our own washer and dryer or go down to somebody's laundromat. My God. We have, for the most part, very supportive friends and family. We can laugh with them. We can talk with them. We can fall out with them and get back together with them again. Do you know that there are some people that don't have the capacity to feel? They don't have the capacity to have emotions. They don't even understand that when their heart is overwhelmed, that they can go to the rock. That the word of God, even in Psalms 61, lets them know that they can go to him. There are some people, when they're overwhelmed, they go to the liquor. They go to the drugs. They even 
try to commit suicide. But we take things for granted that when we're overwhelmed, we can go to the rock. See, God wants many to repent for that riotous living that uh, we once had. See, I, I was out there and I was the prodigal daughter, but he, ah, he covered me. Ah, he loved me. My parents prayed for me. My relatives prayed for me until I came back to God. Mm, I just want to think. Many of us are driving here and riding here and flying there, and we're doing it safely. But God did that for us because there could have been a hurricane or a tornado or a typhoon or some type of natural disaster or some type of uh, war that could have broke out. Mm. It could have broke out where our friends, that we don't have friends and family that are over in those war zones right now. God has afforded many of us to get education, to get personal development via academic degrees, licensures, certificates, diplomas, trainings. Um, He's given us mentors. He's allowed us to be a mentor. We have to appreciate God and even the people that he's placed around us. I appreciate you, Minister Sylvia. I appreciate you, Minister Sheila. I appreciate you, Minister Margot. I appreciate Dr. Wright. I appreciate Pastor Troy. I appreciate Minister Brandon. I appreciate Prophet Antoine. I appreciate Pastor Jones and Pastor Levine and Reverend Smith Long and and Pastor uh, um, uh, see, I didn't forgot her name that quick. That's because she's an apostle. Excuse me, Apostle Esther. Thank you, God, for not letting me just call her a pastor because she esteems herself to be an apostle, so I will honor her at that title. See, I appreciate the Seaberries and the Browns and the Kaisers and the Sanders. I appreciate all of my friends and my family. I appreciate my parents. You know what? I even appreciate my challengers and my challenges. Hebrews 13 and 16 says, Do not neglect to do good, to contribute to the needy of the church as the expression of fellowship. For such sacrifice are always pleasing to God. The message version says, Make sure you do not take things for granted and go slack in working for the common good. Share what you have with others. God takes pleasure in acts of worship, a different kind of sacrifice that takes place in the kitchen, the workplace, on the streets, wherever you are. God wants us to know that, yes, there are things going on around us. And yes, we do have many expectations, but if we want to know the expectations of God, we need to spend time with him in worship and prayer and meditation and devotion, even in the midst of the demeaning, unspoken languages that we endure in America. You know, there's people in foreign countries that are going through things worse than us. Mm. It's not right What we as women are still going through It's not right What we as women of color are going through But we have a God 
that always blesses us. He always shuts the doors that no man can open and always opens the doors that no man can shut for his purpose and his destiny. Although we may not understand or like it, let's know this, that the unspoken language and words of God are the only ones that we should bow down to and allow. And the things that we see mankind doing that aren't right, they're equitable, if we see something, we should say something. Be heard, because there's only one, only true and living God, and no one has a heaven or hell that we should be put in except for God. So if you haven't heard anything else on today, I pray that you heard that there were many things talked about, but he that have an ear, let him hear what God is saying directly to you, whether you're on the World Wide Web or you're on Blog Talk today. Because some of the things that he's saying directly to you He's saying corporately to others. In Jesus' name, I thank you for this word, God, and I thank you for the hearers and the doers of your word. And I thank you, God, that you are expecting us to rather obey you than man. The lines are open. If you want to share anything about the word on today, you can, or we can um, the air with a quick prayer. Anyone, the lines are open. Good morning, saints. God bless the, uh, all that are listening. This is Minister Margo. I just want to thank Apostle Lack for the word on today. So much, uh, so much to take in and unpack, as we say nowadays the unspoken rules and expectations that we have around us. And one thing that that really uh, set it in my spirit was the point that you made about not meaning a loved one, even if it's factual or true. Hmm. Wow. Our words do have power. Our words do have strength. And it's our job to lift up those that, as you said, God has blessed to put around us as far as family and friends. We must be the ones that lift up, no matter what has been done or said, we want to lift others, and we will expect others then to lift us. Thank you for those words of uh, knowledge on today. Thank you, Minister Margo. Anyone else? Good morning, everyone. This is Minister Sylvia. I came in a little late on the service, but I want to just um, share. I thank God for in the midst of uncertainties that he gives us favor. I thank God for the favor that he has given me on my job where um, I've been on my job for over almost going to be 30 years on the 19th of April. But I've been in the department I'm working in now for a little over two years. 
and in this department that I'm in now, we have had um, different directors put over our department. I'm now at the place of having a new director within two and a half years, and they come in with, it's my way or the highway. And I begin to ask God to give me favor with management. And I had the nerve to ask God not to just give me favor with management, but upper management. And God has given me favor that when I ask for something, that the director didn't wait and tell me, uh, let me put it, uh, check my agenda, my schedule. Within an hour, she got back with me and started to put things in place because I'm a union steward at my job, and I was, I've been fighting for the rights for my department. And the people began to start lying on me and saying things about me. But I thank God for the favor, even with my coworkers, how they stepped up and said, don't lie on that woman. Don't lie on her. She did not do that. And for the director to sit down with the people and tell them to ask questions and say, I didn't do it, and this is what's going on, because it was untruths that went around. And as Apostle was saying that, when people did it, and they did it viciously, they did it violently. And I said, you know, I was about to, I wanted to give up because I said, hard as I've been fighting for these people, they yet find a way to allow me. And I just thank God for the ability that he give, gave me to open my mouth and to give me favor with the people in upper management, HR, BHR, OHR, just God giving me favor. And I, I'm saying that I don't really, I hope it's in line with the program to say when we pray and we trust God with everything that's going on around us, because like Apostle said, people don't know what people go through. They see us smile, they see us hold our head up, or even hold your head down. They don't know what you're going through. But when God gets involved, and when you put it in his hands and leave it, God will give you either to stay, to go, or work it out. And I just wanted to share that on today. Thank you so much, Apostle, for the program today, because it's truly we don't know what people been been through or people are going through. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Sylvia. Anyone else? I just want to say I thank you. Thank you for the program and the message. And just say, as Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright and Minister Marvel say, you never know about anyone. Sometimes you have to figure out what is even about yourself. But as we all should know, you put it in God's hand, he will direct you the right way. He will lead you the right way. He will remove the ugly and put in what's right. I just want to say thank you and thank you and just for all of us to know. And don't be ever ashamed to admit God our Father is the right one to follow him in the Son, Christ the Lord Jesus. Because whatever we're going through, whatever the situation is, whatever even for yourself, God will show and open up what needs to be opened and closed down and take away what is not needed. Amen. Amen. Father God, I pray for Minister Margo. I pray for Minister Sylvia. I pray for Minister Sheila. I pray for those listening via uh, the World Wide Web, God, that 
especially for Minister Margo and Minister Sheila and Minister Sylvia, that you will bless them, that you will encourage them, you will open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open. God, I pray that you will continue to make them the head and not the tail above and not beneath lenders and not borrowers. God, I pray that when people see them, they see walking, living epistles read of men that you have created. God, I ask you to allow them to not only uh, attain every destiny and purpose that you have sent them on, God, but that they will do it with greatness and excellence because of you. God, I ask you to uh, put the people around them that need to be around them and dismiss the ones around them that need to be dismissed. God, do everything that they've asked you, God, that's according to your word, God. I count them as blessed, blessed blessed. Blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed on their job. Blessed in their cars. God, I thank you for blessing them beyond anything they could ever fathom in their heart or even think. God caused them to walk in overflow for the remaining destiny of their life, whether the overflow is in time or the overflow is in talent or the overflow is in money. Bless them how you desire to bless them from their head to their toe, from the inside out. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen and amen. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.